Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Oh, and a hearty New Year's welcome from Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. And to launch today's program, here's a question for you. Is there any reason in the world why the individual that I'm about to describe should routinely be down on herself, worrying over how others view her, and wondering if she's good enough. She's founder of the world-renowned Bridal House Sanpucci. She's best known as an award-winning, trend-setting fashion designer who worked with over 2,000 women in a career that spans 32 years. She's a passionate and dynamic entrepreneur. She launched her global fashion empire in 1985 and has been applauded for her pioneer work in bringing color to the United States bridal scene. And her designs have been recognized on Entertainment Tonight, CNN, and in Harper's Bazaar, Town and Country, Cosmopolitan Bride, Martha Stewart Weddings, just to name a few. And she's also an internationally best-selling author of three prior books on fashion and style. But believe it or not, despite her remarkable accomplishments, uh, my next guest, uh, Ronnie Sampushi, has suffered through a lifelong struggle fueled by childhood abuse and a debilitating self-doubt. As she herself puts it, my ups in life were not even reaching the levels of most people's downs. Well, that's a discouraging statement, isn't it? And all of that self-deprecation, fortunately, changed miraculously in 2005 when a recovery from a disabling accident forced Ronnie to temporarily cease from her stressful pace of living and to reflect upon all the unfortunate cracks and fissures, as she puts it, in her life at the time. And since her respite, uh, Rani Sanfushi has changed her entire outlook on living and has become an international speaker, empowerment coach, and author of the brand-new inspirational book we'll talk about today, Gold in the Cracks, Move from Shattered to Whole and Reveal Your Life. And hello, Ronnie, and welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Hello, Roy. So good. I mean, this is such a topic, right? I mean, I'm so excited to to actually talk about this. Yeah, well, to get us started, can you briefly uh, summarize for us the abuse you endured as a child and uh, your feelings and uh, how you responded to it? And did the wounds from this traumatic childhood carry over into your adult life? I'm sure it did, but... Uh... Um, you know, it was a difficult childhood. Uh, maybe, you know, sometimes looking back now, Roy, actually we make things difficult. That's you know, true. I mean, I have gained a lot of wisdom these last few years and I, I've been going back and forth and really reliving. I actually went to a Buddhist monastery oh, wow. uh, and spent 10 days in the monastery in silence. And, and you know, when you are in your head for 10 days, your whole life flashes before your eyes, you know. Um, and, and I realized at the time that there were so many broken 
pieces of my life, you know. Uh, and how could I bring all these broken pieces from the time I was three and I thought, you know, I was told I wasn't beautiful, you know, was compared to, you know, others in the family and all these little things. And then, you know, when I turned 17, I was forced into an arranged marriage. Uh, wow. And that, that, you know, I mean, literally I was shut up for like, you know, in a room for for months, you know, until I agreed to marry, you know. So these things, and then that was, you know, and at 30, when I had to run away from this marriage, it was, so many things happened in my life, Roy, that it would take at least a whole day to talk about this. But suffice it to say that at this Buddhist monastery, I was trying to figure out how could I become whole again? Because oh. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. Of so many. And, but... and, and yeah, and and um, after this, um, this it, it's really strange because you know I believe the teacher appears when the student is ready. So yeah. this monastery was in the north of Thailand, and from there I had to go to Bangkok, and my factory was in Bangkok. I had to you know donate and I had to pack up. I was like my whole life was changing. And I was, as I was unpacking and packing, and I came across this gift um, that was, that has stayed in its original wrapping for more than two decades. It was given, Yeah, I think you received it in 1989, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. It was given to me by a Japanese client in Osaka, Japan, and, you know, when I was doing a show, a bridal show in uh, Osaka, and... I had never opened it, and you know, this, so when I did, I opened the Furoshiki, this beautiful Japanese cloth, you know, and, and I came across this beautiful jade bowl that had golden veins running through it, and I had no idea what that meant, but I thought this is like the most beautiful gift I have ever received, you know, and I, there was a note inside this bowl that said, may you become a Kintsugi master. <laughs> and and of course I you know I looked up the word kintsugi which meant golden rejoining and I thought how appropriate is that you know here I was I had just come from this monastery and I was just trying to figure out how to bring all my piece broken pieces back together and here was this bowl that was once shattered hmm. and had been put together and all the cracks were filled with gold and how beautiful it was <laughs> and I thought it's such be- a transformation can happen to a to to, to a to a bowl. Uh, what about our lives? You know, yeah. why can't we piece it all together and fill our cracks with gold and become even more valuable? Yeah, uh, you point out that in a lot of ways, people's lives are a lot like ceramics. <laughs> yes, yes, we all are. You know, we in some shape or form, we have been broken. Yeah. It may be not a big break. Maybe we haven't been broken into that many pieces. If we had a great childhood, then great, you know. But there's yeah. always something or the other that holds us back in life, you know. Yeah, some of us have just been chugging along for years and I'm afraid to really venture to take that chance that uh, something better might be out there. And we sell yeah. so much less than, than we're capable of. Yeah, and, and and it continues into our middle age. You know, we yeah. we still live, we still remember something that happened to us when we were three, when we were five, when we were yeah. ten. You know, it doesn't go away. So, I wrote this book called Gold in the Cracks, and and I actually uh, it's 
I, I, I say that this book is not a book to read, but it's a life plan to follow. Oh, yeah. Because, believe me, this book changed my life. Yeah, so and many people been, get a hold of a self-help book, they read through it, and they're all pleased, and uh, two weeks later they've forgotten everything that they yeah. read in there. <laughs> really makes exactly. no impact on is, their life. Yeah, this is definitely not such a book. This is a book that you actually will find a lot of aha moments you will have to work at it and you know and have fun along the way yeah. and well, most so, self-help books like dale carnegie's power of positive thinking and uh, the mm-hmm. secret and the law of attraction encourage readers to concentrate on visualizing a positive regenerative outcome in contrast right. you suggest folks reflect upon the cracks and fissures in their lives today. What's the reason you recommend we concentrate on the negative uh, to ultimately accomplish a positive transformation? Well, you know, Confucius was right, Roy, when he said, study the past if you yeah. would define the future. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you know, and a lot of people say, you know, forget about the past. It's gone. It's done with. But until you actually go visit your past and find out exactly where, what happened, you know, because everything stays in our subconscious, and you have to bring it to the surface and look at it and, and, and stop giving it that power that it has over you. You, see, yeah, you cannot do sure. that until you actually face it. Yeah, I so, like when you talk about a three-step process and... Uh, uh, yes. Is the following statement true or false? Lasting change is an inside job, and it, it certainly is an inside job. What are those three steps that uh, you recommend following on the Kintsugi method of tra- restoration? But the first step would be to go to deep dive into your subconscious and bring up this past. Yeah. Bring you know, look at it. Look at where this belief that you have about yourself. Where did it come from? Yeah, really be honest with yourself and say, why do I think I'm inadequate or (laughs) do I think I'm inadequate or up to the job or uh, whatever? But uh, take an honest look at yourself, really where you need to start. Exactly, exactly. So that's the first step. And the second step is to actually weaken that existing belief. You know, I, I compare that to a moldy wall, you know, you want to put a new wallpaper on this wall. Yeah. But until you clean off the mold first, that mold will continue to grow underneath the new wallpaper. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, so mess. so you have to take that mold off, clean it all first, you know, clean all your past, face it, clean it, and then the third step is to actually go in and put new beliefs. Yeah. You know, believe in, in, in what is the truth. What is the truth? Yeah, I love but how you weaken believe. the existing belief by um, asking, is this, uh, this belief is the, that I have, is it really true? And so is often it really it's true? not when you really think and meditate on it. Exactly. And then, you know, affirmations can help. Visualization can help. You know, so all these things yeah. that can help. And, and then the, very the final yeah. step, I guess, is to replace the old belief with a new one that uh, is not going to yeah. limit you. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, yeah. what you do. Exactly. But, but you can't exactly. really accomplish the uh, the third step unless you've completed the first two, can you? Yes. Yes. Exactly. The first two steps are very, very important. And, you know, and so many 
of us bypass these things. You know, we, we move yeah. forward and we move forward. If we take one step forward and we take nine steps backwards, yeah. you know, because we're always going to believe our self-image is rooted in our past, Roy. Yeah. What well, when, we believe about ourselves is... When totally something bad happens to us, our natural tendency is to try to avoid thinking about it and to vow never to let anything similar happen to us again. And what's the risk yeah. of pulling in our horns to avoid taking similar risks in the future? Uh, isn't life yeah. less stressful and far more certain that way? <laughs> Just to pull in mm-hmm. the horns and... <laughs> You know, and and all the blaming and shaming, you know, and all the, you know, we have to forgive. We have to forgive, not just because the other person deserves forgiveness, but also because we want peace. We want peace. That's so true. Holding a grudge doesn't accomplish anything for you, the person that you hold the grudge against, or anyone else around you that has to listen to you complain about that person. (laughs) Yes. You know, we uh, there is a beautiful formula called E plus R equals to O. Um, so E is the event, R is the response, yeah. and O is the outcome. And oh, the only yeah. thing that you have control over is the R. Yeah, you know, the right. event is the event. It happened. Yeah. It happened. You cannot change it, you know. But you can but how change you how you respond to it. That's the key, isn't it? Yeah, how you respond is going to determine your outcome. Yeah. And so if whether you respond or you react, see, those are the two things. You know, don't react. You respond, but respond intelligently and respond uh, with honesty and, you know, respond in a way that you want a better outcome for your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Respond with a purpose rather than uh, yeah. just out of anger or whatever <laughs> so many people do. Well, let's assume for a moment that a listener had what she thought was a beautiful marriage only to end mm-hmm. up in the divorce court a couple of years ago when her husband was unfaithful and she still yeah. hurts deeply from that experience. Are you telling us that she actually can benefit from this rotten ending to her relationship and that she'll be more beautiful than ever from pouring, as you put it, gold into uh, to bind up her, her uh, shattered trap. pieces? And how the heck does this un- un- unfortunate life experience strengthen us for the future? You know, Roy, this unfortunate life experience, as we call it, didn't happen overnight. Yeah. It didn't happen overnight. Sometimes we turn a blind eye. Our intuition is always telling us things. From day one, and we ignore it. We hope we can change the other person. We hope we can change ourselves. We hope those circumstances will change. You know, these are hopes that are futile. Yeah. So, So really, all these things don't happen overnight. They are an accumulation of things that happened. That's so, so very true. Yeah, and, and, and so when we, in hindsight, and we say hindsight is twenty twenty, you know, yeah. we, we ignore these, these red alerts, and then we wonder what happened. And then you look back on it, and it's very clear why it happened, because uh, that SOB, yes. pardon the language, that uh, cheated on you probably didn't deserve you anyway. <laughs> right. Right, but but also also we have to take a hundred percent responsibility for our actions. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. What is it that we are not giving in a relationship? Yeah, it's never a one-way it's, street when somebody no. leaves another one in marriage or whatever. It's it's always yeah. two sides yeah. to every story. <laughs> to every story. You know, I mean, our friends can tell us, hey, you know, leave the guy. You know, he's not worth it. But we have to stop and honestly look at ourselves and say, oh, wow, you know, how, what happened? You know, what is yeah. it that I wasn't giving to the relationship? And, and, and if I'm you don't want it to happen again, I, you have to remember the lasting change is an inside job, as we were talking before. <laughs> you have yeah. to wonder, what did I do wrong as a, as a spouse or, say, a husband yeah. or wife that uh, yeah. really turned my, my uh, maid off? And, uh, you know, it's, it's always, like you say, never a one-way street. But uh, No, let's but, talk. but also, also, what would I have done differently, or why did I linger so long? Yeah, you know, that's the other question that we have to ask ourselves: Why? Yeah, you know, a lot of us, you know, we stay in in, in an abusive marriage. We think, we believe, is for our children, but what message are we giving our children? That's so very true. And if we allow that to happen, if it's mm-hmm. a strife uh, full of stress and um, stri- uh, arguing all the time with your spouse, that that's not a positive message. For your no, kids. no, and uh, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. A lot of There's people so many, stay way so too long things. in a rough marriage, but uh. yeah. And, and you know, we 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 reach the middle age, you know, and then we then we realize, you know, then we become, you know, hopefully we gain a lot more wisdom. We have some insight, you know. Hopefully and we do. <laughs> hopefully we do, and and again, it's still not too late, you know. It's no. never too late. No. Well, let's talk a bit about your wonderful new book, Gold in the Cracks. You're urging readers of the book to become Kintsugi masters. What is the ultimate <laughs> objective of our quest? What is a yeah, Kintsugi become, master? Become Kintsugi masters. Uh, you know, become masters at at putting your life together. Become yeah. masters at facing, you know, all the obstacles that we thought were obstacles yeah. that actually have made us who we are, you know, like, I can say honestly about myself, like, I am who I am today, and I write about these things, I could have never written anything that I've written today, 20 yeah. years ago, oh, yeah. I had to go through this, and that's why I I have this wisdom, um, you know, to to share with the world, it's, it's, it's really a beautiful place, middle age is a beautiful place to be. Amen. <laughs> it, it it totally is. It's, for me, it's, it's time to do something different. You know, it happened in my writing. About yeah. four years ago, I started a writing project. Yeah, that's so true, and uh, it's so great to uh, to serve as an example to other people that uh, no matter how difficult circumstances may be there, uh, you know, once we really master and become uh, a Kintsugi master, uh, in charge of our own destiny, that uh, and we accept that that uh, not waiting for some wonderful uh, golden cow to drop out of the sky, <laughs> then yeah. then we start accomplishing what we're really capable of. Well, your book begins with an inspirational personal statement revealing your personal struggles with self-esteem and how you overcame them. What does the remainder of the book contain? Does it uh, present a detailed roadmap for readers to follow your path to becoming? Kintsugi master, or what? Yes. Well, well, you know, in the book I have, uh, every chapter has insightful questions that will help you reflect on your past. 
you know, I take the reader through every step of their past. Oh, and great. then I give questions, you know, and so that they can reflect on those uh, on the past and illuminate their path forward. Yeah, this and is not a book are, you just uh, read through quickly and set aside to collect dust, then. You've got a lot no, of work to do, which no, any good no. book encourages you to do. I, I, I think, I mean, from, from what I've, you know, I've had at least, Four or five hundred readers pick this up already, you know, yeah. and from the per, uh, private messages, personal messages I get, they're like, wow, you know, as when I started, I couldn't put it down. Oh. So uh, there's a momentum that happens that builds up as you read the book and then you you want to continue because it is so exciting. You know, you find answers that you never thought existed. Yeah, it's, uh, there's 22 reviews on the on the uh, Amazon website, and every one of them was five stars. So that says it's a pretty worthwhile <laughs> book to read. <laughs> it is, it is. So I'm, I'm, I'm very thrilled. You know, of, of this is my fourth book in yeah. four years, but I feel that this is the most important book. Yeah, it's far Not different from your prior books on style and bride style and body style and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, this gets to the heart of the matter, <laughs> which means yes. a lot. Well, to conclude the interview, I'd like to quote from a blog I found on Ronnie's website. She says, it's time to let go of that finely tuned videos in my head, all past conditioning and limiting beliefs that I had acquired and I had accumulated through years of growing up and to trust again in the process of living and uh, to break down my foundation, let my walls crumble and expose, then trust myself completely and so I made the decision, it was time to reveal, it was time to heal. I love that statement. And I'm certain that after listening to Ronnie Sanpushi, you'll agree that she made the right decision. And 100%, as I mentioned, of customer reviews on Amazon gave her book, Gold in the Cracks, a five-star rating, the highest. And to regain full control and restore a joyful purpose for the rest of the, your life and for the new year, I highly recommend you preview and purchase Ronnie's book, Gold in the Cracks. And thanks so much, Ronnie. Happy New Year and the best success in everything you do. Thank you, Roy. Thank you for this opportunity and Happy New Year to you, too. Thanks a million to Ronnie Sanpushi for sharing details of her remarkable past and her wonderful transformation until today. And I'm certain you'll agree with me that uh, Ronnie's story is remarkable in two ways. First, that a person who was on the surface so successful, an internationally renowned fashion designer earning a fabulous living, how could a person like that be so lacking in confidence and so down upon herself? And secondly, how could she have accomplished such a fabulous transformation that today not only is she enjoying life to the fullest, totally confident in herself and in her abilities, but she's so confident that she's helping empower others to do the same. And in fact, I plan to nominate Ronnie Sanpushi for our program's Middle Age Hall of Fame. Actually, we don't have such a Hall of Fame, but if we did, she'd be in it. And I want to end today's program on a similar positive note. I'm going to talk about my Ten Commandments for Midlife Renewal. And they're taken from Chapter 10 of my first book, A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, by Roy C. Richards. And uh, please forgive me, I hope you don't consider me to be sacrilegious to talk about Ten Commandments, 
But these Ten Commandments are, in fact, sacred if you wish to accomplish genuine, sustainable, positive transformation at middle age, in fact, at any age. And we'll go over the first three commandments today. We don't have time for all ten, but here we go. Commandment number one, I will not renew alone. And although life renewal is intensely personal and uh, essential commitment is to yourself, uh, most of us uh, are, will be much more successful if we open up, ask for help in monitoring our progress, and make ourselves responsible to someone else while someone else makes themselves responsible to us. Similar to any team sport, two or more individuals pulling together can accomplish far more as a team than the sum of individual efforts. And here's why. Players on successful teams challenge one another to greatness. Similarly, you will maximize personal success if you renew along with at least one other person who's genuinely interested and committed to positive change. And teams win the game or accomplish the mission through the coordinated effort of inspired individuals, and each one of you will maximize positive results through a unified spirit of cooperation. And football games are won over four quarters, baseball games over nine innings, hockey matches over three periods, and in like matter, lasting lifelong renewal is accomplished not through a single burst of energy and inspiration, but through sustained commitment, visualization, and experimentation. And fellow team members will help guide you around obstacles and will keep you at it. And team members hone their skills through repetitive practice and friendly internal competition. And in much the same way, members of your team will benefit from extended rehearsal of their positive, uh, targeted positive thought and behavior patterns. And you will as well in front of sympathetic fellow team members. And during the course of any game or team project, it's only natural for members to stumble, experience occasional doubts or disappointments, and to ponder over the way forward. And that's what teammates are here for, isn't it? And individuals and teams receive recognition only by convincing fans that they can win the big game. Uh, similarly, you will gain respect from your fans only after you demonstrate a consistently positive and caring behavior around others. And in building your renewal team, your first step is to locate one or more like-minded individuals, people who are dissatisfied with aspects of their lives today, just as you are, and are willing to join up in a collective renewal venture. And may I suggest you begin by approaching loved ones and lifelong companions Heck, your loving spouse may even be a candidate. Then again, maybe not. That's for you to decide. And if those close ties don't work, how about uh, casual acquaintances who you can trust, co-workers, members of your church or synagogue, or perhaps a social club, and your minister, priest, or rabbi may be able to help with fellow church members. And as a second step, you and your teammates may want to select a coach probably should, an expert who will help uh, inspire and coordinate renewal efforts. And an ideal choice might be a professional personal coach. There's a lot of those uh, easily found on the Internet. 
uh, through our program, we've interviewed some, or perhaps a caring, positive-minded acquaintance that uh, several of you know and like who's willing to serve as a hands-on mentor. And, heck, the coach may not even need to be live or in person. (laughs) Like one I have in mind, Dale Carnegie no longer is alive, but his message uh, sort of outlives all generations. And your team might choose to read a book or listen to a CD collectively from an inspirational self-help guru, someone like Tony Robbins, Rhonda Byrne, or the aforementioned Dale Carnegie, then discuss it at team sessions. And once your team is formed, uh, be sure to spend time together in periodic renewal sessions. And heck, today they don't have to be in person. You can always uh, participate in chat groups on the Internet and do it that way. In a warm, mutually supportive environment, share past, current, and desired life experiences and ask each person to reveal their own personal renewal objectives. And uh, everyone else can comment on it and strengthen those objectives and monitor, of course, each member's progress toward achieving second-half renewal goals. And once you begin to express a genuine interest in your fellow team members' progress and they begin to uh, express a sincere interest in your progress, uh, all of you will experience an incomparable emotional uplift that accompanies any heartfelt reaching out to another. We all know that. And I guarantee that your concern for others will promote your own midlife renewal efforts as well. That's the way it works, isn't it? Well, let's move on to commandment number two, and here it is. I will affirm my faith in a supreme being and will pray for guidance. And obviously this commandment is optional. It doesn't apply to atheists. It applies only if you believe in a loving God active in human affairs. And if, like me, you do believe in such an active, loving God, I strongly encourage you to reaffirm your faith and to pray for divine intervention. And quite frankly, no person of faith will uh, accomplish sustainable, positive midlife transformation so long as she or he remains alienated from God or from their fellow human beings. And as a believer, I encourage you to begin your renewal process with a clean slate, regardless of past or current estrangement, you must never forget that you are loved. First, ask in prayer for God's forgiveness, and then seek forgiveness from anyone you may have intentionally or unintentionally harmed or offended. And as a final but absolutely necessary step, forgive yourself. Ask the Creator to help you jumpstart your worn-down battery and pray for deeper insight into what has been holding you back and ask for heightened awareness of life's infinite possibilities. Enter every prayer session with positive expectations. Remember, throughout the New Testament, the four Gospels, Jesus tells us to ask and you shall receive. And remember, in praying for personal renewal, you are not taking advantage of anyone else In fact, you'll be gifting all those around you once you begin approaching life with a positive, can-do demeanor, a true win-win situation, as we all know. Prayer helps us release concerns and emotional roadblocks into God's care, and trust in a loving supreme being helps enormously to combat our natural human tendency to fear an uncertain future. 
No conditions around us will not suddenly become perfect, but bringing God into the picture frees us from sole reliance upon our old, uh, our own sometimes inadequate internal resources. We all know that a lot of times those just aren't good enough. And you will experience a spiritual awakening open to all, yet extremely personal and indescribable in human terms. That's what it's like to have a real relationship with God. And let's move on to commandment three. I will reaffirm belief in myself. Every one of us was created, after all, by God as a cherished member of the human community, and every one of us has internal talent and capabilities almost beyond belief. Sometimes we tell ourselves we don't, but they're there. They're just hidden under too many layers. And you'll not progress far with midlife renewal until you acknowledge your personal greatness and your limitless potential to conquer new horizons. And once you do... Uh, the sky's the limit. Time out. Uh, take time out to visualize those personal attributes that you most admire. What do you really like about yourself? Negative thinking, by the way, is prohibited. <laughs> now recite to yourself until it becomes your second nature. Uh, recite this mantra. I am a valuable, contributing member of the human community created in God's own image, in return for giving of myself in service to God and to others, utilizing those unique talents that only I possess, I will receive blessings from God and loving recognition from my fellow humans in service to me. And once firmly implanted, affirmation of you and self-confidence grounded in reality will help drive fear of failure out of your mind forever. Better yet, you will savor experimentation and will enjoy taking every chance that you take. And there is absolutely no reason why you and I can't experience a state of perpetual happiness and goodwill as we move our lives forward in service to others and to self. Well, that's the first three of Ten Commandments of Renewal, and we'll go through the rest on future programs. But if you can't wait, you'll find all 12 plus a whole lot more in my book, A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up by Roy C. Richards. You'll find that in both print and Kindle versions on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and on our website, MiddleAgeRenewal.com. And that's our program for today. My best wishes for a prosperous and joyful 2019. We're still early in the year, so you have a blank slate for what you accomplish the rest of the year. So let's go for it. And I'll talk with you next week on Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com.